Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem desliman kathirin kathira. Amma ba'du, my brothers and sisters, we were talking about the basic fundamental usul of deen of Islam, of learning it, practicing it. And uh, I yesterday touched on the topic of riba of uh, interest-based dealings. So let me say a few things today. First of all, the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu in Surah Al-Baqarah, the ayat from 275 to 279. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا الْبَيْعُ مِثْلُ الْرِبَةِ وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَةِ فَمَنْ جَاءَهُ مَعِذَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ فَانْتَهَا فَلَهُ مَا سَلَفَ وَأَمْرُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَمَنْ عَادَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الرِّبَ والله لا يحب كل كفار أثيم إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وقاموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة لهم أجرهم من ربهم ولا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقول الله وذروا ما بقي من الربا إن كنتم مؤمنين فإن لم تفعلوا فأذنوا بحرب من الله ورسوله وإن تبتم فَلَكُمْ رُؤُوسُ أَمْوَالِيكُمْ لَا تَظْلِمُونَ وَلَا تُظْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalaluhu He said which means those who eat riba those who deal with interest will not stand on the day of resurrection except like the standing of a person beaten by shaitan leading him to insanity and that is because they say that trading is like riba. Trading is like interest. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted trading and forbidden riba. So whosoever receives an admonition, a warning from his rub and stops eating riba, stops dealing in interest, shall not be punished for the past. His case is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to judge. But whoever returns to riba, to interest-based dealings, such are the dwellers of the fire and they will abide therein. They will stay there forever. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a promise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الرِّبَى وَيُرْبِ Allah will destroy riba. Allah will destroy all interest-based dealings and will give increase for sadaqa, for all deeds of charity and so on. And Allah does not like the disbelievers and the sinners. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted the believers. He said, truly those who believe and do deeds of righteousness and perform, establish a salah and give zakat, they will have the reward with their rub. On them shall be no fear, nor shall they grieve. And then hukum, O you who believe, fear the anger of Allah. And give up what remains due to you from interest-based dealings from riba from now onwards. 
دس از اے کنڈیشن لایا ان کنتم مومن اف یو آر بلیورس سو اللہ پوری کنڈیشن ڈو دس اف یو آر بلیورس وچ مینس اف یو ڈونٹ ڈو اٹ اینڈ فائنلی اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ سیٹ اینڈ اف یو ڈو ناٹ ڈو اٹ میننگ اف یو ڈو ناٹ لیو دس ڈیلنگ ود انٹرسٹ دین ٹیک اے نوٹس آف وار فرام اللہ اینڈ ہز میسنجر صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم Allah is declaring war on the ones who deal with interest. But if you repent, you shall have your capital sums. How much you lend, you can take it back. Do not deal unjustly by asking more than your capital sums and you shall not be dealt with unjustly by receiving less than your capital sums. Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uh, guidance for us, inshallah. Two or three important, very important things to keep in mind with this. The ayat are clear. I don't need to do any more uh, explanation of that. The ayat are very clear. Please understand one thing. Number one is, as I began two days ago, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to do, our understanding and belief is that this is possible to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give any order That is by itself impossible to fulfill. And that is why not all orders are for everyone. Take for example, the order for Hajj. Is Hajj for on every Muslim? No. Manistata ilayhi sabila. Hajj is for the one who can do it. Physically and materially. Right? It is one of the pillars of, I mean, I'm giving you an example that there's nothing bigger than this. It's one of the pillars of Arkanul Islam. Hajj, fard on the one who can do it. What about fasting? Same thing. If you are traveling, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, there is ruqsa. Don't fast, make it up later on. If you are sick, there is ruqsa. Don't fast, make it up later on. Right? Zakat, another pillar. Is it fard on everybody? No. Only on the one who has the nisab for zakat. The one who does not have nisab for zakat, he not only does he not to give anything, he can, he's actually... Eligible to receive zakat. Right? So therefore, faraid are only for those who are capable. Now as far as the hukum of, of interest is concerned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put a condition on this. It is haram for everybody. For the poor man, for the rich man, for the, everyone, everyone, everyone. There's no one who can say, you know, I'm so poor, I need to borrow money. I'm so poor that I, I have this, I, I was do this education loan in America, the big scam. So education loan, I'm, I need education loan. No, no, no. Interest-based borrowing and lending is haram. It is prohibited for everybody without a, without any condition. Number two, now, The standard understanding of loans is very different from the Islamic understanding of loans. In Islam, a loan is permissible only in two cases. To take and give. You are permitted to give a loan to somebody to help them out. Somebody is in dire need. He comes to you and says, I need money. Please help me. You can help him. No problem. You can give him whatever he needs and then you can Take back how much? What you gave. Not one cent more. Nothing more. Right? 
Now, in this case, there are two situations. The lender has two options. One option is he can give the money and he can take back what he gave. Or he can give the money and he can forgive this. For the sake of Allah, he can say this is gift. Allah will reward him. There is no third option for a loan to give or receive in Islam. Please understand this. This is something people don't understand. Now you might say, well, you know, I want to start a business or I have a business, I need working capital. I will go to so-and-so and I will ask, can I, uh, can you lend me money? Can he lend him money? Yes, he can. Is it a loan? It's not a loan. He can lend him what we call in our business language as venture capital. He becomes a shareholder in your business. So he's not lending you the money. He's giving you the money for a share of your business. He's becoming a He's buying a share in your business. He is now a venture capitalist. He's giving you money for a share in the It's not a loan. So what happens tomorrow if the business collapses and, and khalas? Nothing. You lost your money. That's it. He doesn't have to pay you back. It was not a loan. Business goes up and down. What happens? If the business goes up, you make some money. If the business goes down, you lose some money. You are a shareholder in the profit and loss of the business. Very different from going to a bank for the money. Right? You go to a bank and borrow money to start a business, to borrow money for venture capital. The bank lends you money on a fixed interest rate. And the bank says, your business can go up, can go down, can do whatever. You have to pay me so much interest rate. Tomorrow my business has collapsed, is gone. Not my problem, brother. Not my problem. I still need my money. Pay back the loan plus the interest. For that, do what you have to do. Right? Sell your house, sell your property, do whatever. But money is not in Islam. In Islam, when the person is lending money for that reason, he is actually buying venture capital. He is buying shares in the business. So this is very important. In Islam, the concept of giving a loan as a means of generating income for the lender does not exist. That is haram. That is the, that is the essence of riba. To give money... To get a in, to get a, a, a return on the money is riba. This is the this is the meaning of interest. What is this? Then? Third thing is to understand. On a side note, you might say giving somebody money as amana or money or whatever, right? You give something to somebody to keep as amana. In 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 Islam, the concept of amana is that for that that, that what you give as amana, the person will keep it for you. <coughs> he'll keep it for you, and inshallah, he'll keep it safe. But for whatever reason, supposing he, you give him something for as amana, and then there is a flood, and his whole house, everything got flooded, and your property got destroyed, does he have to return that to you? No. There is no liability on that person. His house, house got fired. Your money was there. And you gave him some money to keep. There was a robbery. Money was stolen. Khalas, that's gone. There is no liability on that person to return that to you. When you give money to a bank, to deposit in the bank, if there is a fire in the bank, what happens to your money? Nothing. The bank is supposed to give it back to you. Right? The only option is if the bank completely collapses, disappears, there is no such bank. That's a different issue. But normally speaking, what you are giving, that's the reason why when you give money to the bank, it's not amana. It's a loan. The depositor is loaning money to the bank and getting in some interest for on this loan, on the deposit. And the bank loans money to other people or to other banks. And they do business with that. 
and they get interest on it. Completely different transaction. Right? So please understand this because sometimes people get confused. And they say, oh, but you know, after all, this is a, this is a loan. No, no, if, if it's a loan in the Islamic way, as I mentioned, I don't want to repeat that. I said it already. But very different from loan as we understand uh, in the commercial sense. So all these kinds of transactions which generate interest, which is money on money, currency on currency, cash on cash, are haram in Islam and haram to the point where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared war on the one who deals with it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to earn halal and to eat halal because this is the foundation of the acceptance of dua and ibadah. Please, this is a very, very, very important thing. Eat halal, earn halal. And then inshallah, Mustaan, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, you raise your hand and Allah will accept your dua before your hands come down. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that dua. We ask Allah to enable us to earn halal, eat halal. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our duas. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the biggest calamity in, the, in life, which is the anger of Allah. The biggest calamity. Uh, do it as a, just, just as, 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 you know, as, as a game, if you want, you know, with the children, with people. Ask them, list for me calamity. What are the worst things that can happen? And if anybody says the anger of Allah, Wallahi, that's a wali of Allah sitting there. <laughs> we don't even think like this. Calamity of flood and this and earthquake and what's happened, that happened, war. No, who, who says the anger of Allah? Biggest calamity, there's no, there's no calamity which is bigger than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being displeased with me. Nothing is bigger. But we are conditioned not even to think in those terms. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to change that for us.